What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Anti Up from Fantasy Alarm right here on the Sawdust, Pod- Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. And Adam, the big story right now, I think the thing that I want to just kind of get into, into it here, right here, right now, uh, Ramon Laureano charges the Astros dugout. Now, bench coach or hitting coach Alex Cintron, uh, he's the, uh, he, he goads Laureano into it. Now, Laureano now, this all happened after being hit the second time uh, in Sunday's game and third time in the series right now. But, you know, Laureano turns around, charges, big brawl, uh, no no real punches thrown at all, a lot of pushing and shoving, there was a tackle, uh, catcher Dustin Garneau ca- tackles uh, Laureano before he can get to Alex Cintron, uh, suspension's coming, and I gotta tell you, big suspension's coming. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many games it's going to be. They're obviously going to do something here. It's really messed up from uh, the Astros side because they hit the A's five times this weekend, and the A's didn't hit any Astros. And the Astros are clearly frustrated right now. They're playing bad baseball. The A's kicked in, came in this weekend and kicked their ass. They're mad at Mike Fires, former teammate who didn't pitch for the A's this weekend because he was openly vocal about the Astros cheating. Uh, there was a banner flown by the stadium i think it says houston asterix uh so and the a's are playing great baseball they were motivated and and they beat them and you know this whole loriano thing we don't know what cintron said Uh, i did see some rumors that they they, he said something about his mom and look i understand you have to keep your cool but you got to understand too from a player's perspective loriano's hit a couple times in a series he's hit three times and then all of a sudden you hear this coach talking trash and again i don't know what was said and the bottom line is obviously you you can't do this especially with all the restrictions that are in place but i'm not saying it was intentional but i could see the astros knowing like hey what's the worst case that happened i'll talk trash he comes at me and he's the guy that gets suspended and and what happens if Centron gets suspended nothing they don't lose anything so uh, astros are clearly frustrated right now and obviously, Loriano has to do a better job of not getting goaded. But we all know if your temper is at a peak and someone says something that infuriates you, we've all been in a situation where we kind of lose it, understand that we can't. Uh, I'm not trying to justify what happened. But, yeah, he's probably going to get suspended. I would say 10 games uh, would be my guess if they take everything into context. Uh, but who knows? And that would be obviously a big loss. Ramon Laureano is someone I was very high on going into the year. I believe I had him as a top 20 outfielder. I have him in two of my money leagues, uh, draft champions league. Uh, one of my leagues where the, the, uh, the highest payout too. And I can't afford to lose him. Obviously it's a 15 team league. I was looking at the waiver wire tonight. There is hardly anything on the waiver wire. Cause I was looking to pick up bats. Uh, my guess is he's fine for this week or at least the beginning of the week. He'll obviously appeal it, but uh, yeah, it's big for the ACE because uh, a 10 game, 15 game suspension in a 60 game season is big, especially with the A's playing great baseball right now. We've always seen the A's have that second half surge. So this is like their time where they always peak. They're 12 and four. They've won nine games in a row. The Astros are five and a half games out, and they are hurting. I mean, Justin Verlander is out. Jose Altuve is hitting like crap. George Springer is hurt. 
They obviously have a lot of injuries in the bullpen. They still haven't had Jordan Alvarez up yet. Uh, Jose, Jose Arquiti is still out. So they, they're hurting right now. I mean, I can see this team spiraling out of control, potentially missing the playoffs. I think things are that dire with them right now. Well, I definitely think the Astros need to fix themselves without question. But, <laughs> dude, I would be I would be livid right now. Loriano just he just stuck it to his whole team. I'm sorry. Listen, I don't I don't care what he says. I don't care if it's about your mother. It, you know, who gives a crap? Say what you want about my mother, my sister, my grandma. I don't care. You want to say if my wife is uh, is is sleeping around town? Go ahead. But, I mean, if you're sitting there in a situation that's as uh, urgent as MLB is right now, because it is a short season and you do need everything to count. I, I Listen, if, if you're telling me that Joe Kelly's getting eight, all right, for, for, uh, for throwing behind a guy and doing a little taunting, okay? Yeah, but then, he did it twice. He did it twice. I mean, there was clearly intent there. It doesn't matter whether he hit him or not. Dude, it cle- you, it's clear what was going on. You can't on. prove intent. You can't oh, prove intent. Dude. No, no, no. Listen, dude. We I don't, both I don't, saw listen, it. It doesn't matter to me. It, what, oh, what? So, so, if he, so if he hits him, then you change your tune? It's a different outcome? Oh, well, he hit no, him. No, so no, 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 no. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is the level of the suspension. The level of the suspension. If 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 uh, only if Loriano only gets 10 games, well, then that's, that's garbage, actually. Then that's, Why is it garbage? Because that should so be significantly so, more. So, that is a so direct so violation. If you're going to ask a question, you got to let me finish answering it. Right? If you're going to ask so me I, a question, let me finish answering it. But what I'm saying is, is that you have to talk about what the action was. And it cannot, it has to be independent of the other action. If Joe Kelly gets eight games for doing what he did... What Loriano did, whether he was goaded into it or not, all right, clearly violated every single policy from Major League Baseball to get this season underway. And if something happens where all of a sudden somebody from the Astros or somebody from the uh, from the A's test positive, then that screws both teams. That screws baseball. Okay, can I ask you a question now? I, I guess if if I if I guess I'm I'm done talking then right I mean Are my you? my my point is 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 made I'm good. I'm gonna follow this up I want to see if you're consistent sure should Zach Plesac get suspended Yeah absolutely How many games Well Plesac snuck out uh, How many games I Okay would say, what's the difference Okay I let, would say Let me speak now Can I speak now What is the difference He snuck out right. He can go back to his teammates and the team they're playing and give them COVID-19. Same thing as this situation. So how many games should he get? It's not the same thing, though. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Charging okay. somebody on the field and then just creating but, that, that big situation, that's 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 not the same situation as something based happening. Based on your argument, it is because it's based on the, breaking the protocol. So police act broke the protocol his teammates are upset mm-hmm. so what's the difference it's breaking protocol right he should be suspended listen the, the the indians sent him home major league baseball should fine him and suspend him as well i don't but know what not. he's in a 72 they're asked they're telling him to quarantine for 72 hours that's it okay well then that's not that's not consistent then is it right I mean, i'm so talking about then- an action on the field i'm talking about a starting a fight on the field Okay, which then brings everybody else from your team into it. Now, yes, what Plesak did was put his team in danger. What Loriano did was put both teams in danger. 
and what about Cintron? He's telling him to come at him and then hides behind his teammates. Sure, oh, Cintron's a puss. Cintron's a puss. I, but but you know what? <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, the Astros win and the, and the A's lose because, like you said before, if Cintron gets suspended, who gives a crap? If Loriano gets suspended, that's a linchpin in the A's lineup. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you do have to take into some context here, again, that the A's were hit five times during this series. And clearly there's bad blood. And, you know, the Astros, I mean, the Astros were going to, if this season was normal with fans and not all these restrictions, I mean, the Astros were just going to get their asses beat by everyone because people are pissed off. Sure. So it's just... I don't know. I but mean, you I, don't, can't, I don't. You can't put that. You can't put that into this situation. Like that's right, the so thing then, is you so can't then what's, do that. So what's going to happen? All right. So what's going to happen going forward? Astros going to keep hitting people, and then the other teams are going to try and start something, and then they get suspended. Oh no! You're going to get is like that a what little, we're going to go get a back and forth beanball situation now. That's what you're going to end up with. That's what you're going to end up with. And you know what? You you blame Major League Baseball for not punishing the players. And only punishing, you know, coaches. Yeah, I mean, it no, sucks. It's, it's clearly a problem. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. But other teams have to understand that, they, you know, I mean, you're sitting there. You've basically, you've you've backed the Astros into a corner this season. Okay? They're, they're, they're like the, the, the wild, rabid dog that, that's, like, been backed into a corner while people are, like, honing in on it all right that's what that's what everybody did to the astros uh coming into this season now they got saved a little bit with covid19 and and no fans there or anything like that but the players are still taking it under you know into into their own hands and at some point the astros who have now been backed into a corner have to find a way to fight back to protect themselves and if you can't fight back on the field like that then what you got to do is you got to fight in a different way and you got to fight dirty and if you want if you want to show that you know you're not some like little pussy bitch uh, then then you have to do shit like goading them into a fight and being like hell hey I didn't throw a fucking punch this dude's the one who's who's throwing punches now and it's the up to the other teams to have to understand that you need to win it on the field and not get goaded into this kind of bullshit. Because now, now you just lost Loriano. Now every fantasy owner sitting there being like, well, how many games is it going to be for Loriano? Loriano gets 10 games. That's still a big chunk. I think he should get more if you want to talk about the whole concept of, uh, of, of doing that and breaking, you know, on-field protocol, which I think MLB has been struggling with a lot this season. Yeah, I would say 10 is fair if they're going to hand it out. I mean, if you, what are you going to give? 20? I mean, that's a huge portion of the season. It's 33%. But you have to you have to take a stand though so that this kind of crap doesn't happen again. That's the thing. You need to you, you need to use Loriano as an example to other players. Listen, so we why, get it. You're why, all pissed off at the using... Astros. Stop messing around with it because you're going to screw up the game of baseball because bench-clearing brawls violate all the protocol and, and leave us wide open to some bad shit happening to the game, and then we're never going to finish the season. Again, I think Plesak has to be made an example of two. It, 100%. It's just be, why. It's why because we saw it on the field and it's replayed on video. No one has had any outrage at all about Plesak. 
When yeah, he well, I mean, we haven't even gotten to it, but yeah, there's definite outrage about that. No, there's not. I haven't seen anything. It's all about Laureano. Has anyone written a column about Plesak saying he gets suspended? I'm seeing all this stuff about Laureano. I haven't seen anything about Plesak. All I know is he's got to be in quarantine for 72 hours, and the Indians haven't decided whether he's going to make a start this week. And apparently his teammates are upset, and the organization is. Reportedly, the Indians are one of the teams that have been really strict uh, with the uh, limitations here. Obviously, there's probably some teams who are not as strict as others but reportedly the indians are i see an article in espn mlb trade rumors usa today all talking about how zach plesak uh was sent home by the indians for leaving the hotel to go out and right is anyone calling for a suspension you you heard it right here dude i say suspend him but i'm saying in the media in the mainstream media i don't give a crap about mainstream media dude mainstream media blows the only reason it does, that the, but I'm the only reason saying, that it's though, getting the, it's not getting the focus is because yes, it wasn't a fight. It wasn't a fight. Exactly. But I mean, it's it's just as bad. I agree with you. I think it's just as bad, and you need to set an example. And they won't. I bet you he doesn't even get suspended. Which would be garbage, dude. And listen, I have shares of Plesak. I have shares of Loriano. I'm just saying that if baseball wants to finish this season and they, they want to, you know, like nip this in the bud, you really need to set a tone. And if that means Plesak and Loriano are made examples, I'm, I'm all for it. I'll sacrifice. I'll hate it for fantasy purposes. But if I want to see a, a season and I want to see what this expanded playoffs look like, then guys like Plesak, guys like Loriano, take it away. Sorry. Don't need it. Don't want it. We've got plenty of guys who can sit here and play this game. If you guys are going to let the Astros goad you or if you're going to let some titty bar with your friends out in Chicago going to goad you, uh, then, then you're a schmuck. And you're, you're, putting, you're, you're putting all of MLB in jeopardy. It's not just you. It's not just your team putting all of MLB in jeopardy. And, you know, these are the kind of things that, you know, I worry about an NFL season because just look at what kind of stupidity we're seeing here at MLB between the Marlins and the Cardinals and now, uh, and, and, and now Plesak. I mean, that to me is just, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to fix NFL? How are you going to get these, you know, 320 pound millionaire linemen to not go and, you know, do what they want to do and go out and party? Yeah. I mean, they're young, kids in their 20s with a lot of money so they can say all this stuff but we all know it we even when we were young without money we all think we're invincible oh well we're young it's not going to happen to me oh if i just go out this one time to the strip club no one's going to know it, it it's inevitable it's probably going to happen i just don't see how you keep everyone in check I don't see how you keep everyone in check either. I got to be honest with you. I mean, aside from putting a security detail on every individual player, um, you know, I can't honestly think of a way to to get them to stop. But see, <laughs> that's the that's the problem. That's the problem right there. Okay, that that they are just they're completely uncontrollable. You cannot control this many people who are used to doing whatever they want. Like we have put athletes on a pedestal for so long that these kids grow up being revered at the high school level, being revered at the collegiate level. Uh, and, and now they're, they're, you know, they're millionaires or, you know, in some baseball cases, hundred thousand dares. Either way, they're getting paid a ridiculous amount of money 
and and these are the ones that we need more than anything to set an example if we want sports to continue. But no, we just got to this. Here's another. Here's here's just like here's high school all over again. You get these dumb shit athletes who just don't know any better because they're too stupid to actually have a thought in their head versus the the sane world who says, hey, why can't you just chill out for six freaking months? Just chill for six months. Play the game. Earn your money. We're good. Right? Why can't they do that? Because, again, they're used to having their way. Uh, they're used to getting things they want from a young age. They have a lot of money. And, again, they think, oh, well, nothing's going to happen to me. I'm young. I'm healthy. And then they go do it anyway. The only way to really fix it, obviously, and it can happen, it looks like for the NFL, is a bubble. I mean, you're seeing in the NBA, uh, we're, we're really not having issues, right? Because you can't leave, right. <laughs> you know? And if, so that's, that's the way to do it. But it's tough to do with MLB and NFL because you have so many more players. And also, you know, basketball, it's easy. You spread the games across the day. You have a couple courts. I mean, where are we going to go where there's 15 stadiums in a similar area? Um, yeah, I don't really think there is a, a place where you can have 15 stadiums in, in an area. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just not going to happen that way. Um, which is, you know, a, a huge bummer, huge problem. We, MLB needed like a fight Island, right? Where you can just, yeah, right. you can just build a couple of baseball diamonds on this Island. And that, that's where everybody goes and nobody comes off or anything like that. Like they should have taken a page out of MMA for that or something. I don't know. I mean, this is, this is just you know what it is, man. It's just it's a it's a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer. And if you want to add the 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 commentary on on our social system and just how crappy it is, I mean, it's just it's very depressing. It's very depressing. It's very disheartening. No, it is. I mean, look, we just. Our happy sports are back, and we want it to continue. I mean, the Cardinals are just a mess right now. I mean, John Mozeliak said he didn't know when they were going to play again. They had another positive test. Lane Thomas, outfielder, and their series against Pittsburgh is canceled. And we're all hoping. I mean, it's a nightmare for fantasy. I mean, I'm going to drop Kim. I picked up Helsley on Thursday night because we have waivers twice a week for 9 bucks. I'm like, all right, I got to close it. I'm dropping him tonight. I mean, I can't wait. It's a daily league and he has COVID. We know that. And there are IL spots in this league, but the Cardinals have not made any roster moves technically. So I can't wait. You know, I'm going to have to cut them. And a lot of fantasy owners are in a tough buy right now. If you have Cardinals, I'm fortunate that I really don't have a lot. I don't have Goldschmidt. Don't have DeYoung. Uh, I didn't invest heavily in the Cardinals this year. I don't have Flaherty. Uh, I do have Kim. I had Helsley. And I Think that oh, and I picked up Ponce de Leon in one league. I wanted to pick him up in a couple others last week, and I'm like, no, don't. Then I got to play the whole week, so yeah, it's tough. I mean, for people that have a ton of Cardinals, and it's not just the Cardinals; it's the teams they're playing that are losing games, that are screwing up everything too. So uh, we just hope that it doesn't move on to other teams. I mean, the Marlins came back, and the Marlins, even with like names that no one even knows are, are playing good baseball. They finally lost the series, dropping two out of three to the Mets. But uh, Marlins uh, playing good baseball right now, considering everything that has been thrown their way. Marlins are playing very, very well. I think they went like eight starters in a row uh, who all were making their major league debut. 
uh, for for them as they were piecing their uh, their rotation together. I think that's what I think it was uh, today. It was uh, Daniel Castano um, on Sunday who uh, who was like no. So today was Pablo Lopez. Oh, all right. So on then and Saturday was uh, was uh, yeah Castano. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that was the uh, the eighth in a row. I mean, yeah, listen, it's great. But you know what? I mean, <laughs> you say sports are back and we love it. I mean, how satisfied? No, I mean, let's be honest. How dissatisfied are you with Major League Baseball right now? What do you mean? I mean, I, I mean, are you like this? Is the, like you're already saying it sucks for fantasy and it's a huge pain in the ass. I mean, are you are you watch? Are you locking down watching games and and really getting into you know it as much as you usually do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really? glad that absolutely, dude. All right, why, why wouldn't you be? I mean, fantasy is one piece of the puzzle. We knew. Look, I don't care what happened. We knew this fantasy season was going to be completely different. It's only sixty games, right there in itself changes things, which is why I didn't add any teams after the stoppage. I, you know, I'm in six redraft leagues with fab. I only did one after the stoppage and that's only because it was scheduled for March. They didn't have the draft. I really wasn't into doing it, but they cut the league fee in half. And there's a lot of people. It's a fun draft that we do in New York and a lot of industry people are in it. Rick Wolf, Glenn Colton, Jen Piacenti's in it, Nando DeFino, Derek Van Riper. So a bunch of, so I was like, fine, I'll do it. It's cut in half. And obviously once the auction started, I was into it, but I wasn't picking up any more teams for big money or anything like that. Cause I knew this season was going to be crazy. And it is, uh, it's there, so many guys are getting hurt because I've said it before. I just don't think they had the proper ramp up period. It was kind of a rush job and they were out for like, you know, they had a spring for maybe a month, played some games. And then now they're sitting for four months. And now you're asking these guys to ramp up again. I'm actually surprised we haven't seen more injuries in the NBA, Uh, but with pitching, uh, it's not surprising at all. And we've seen so many guys go down every single day, Charlie Morton on Sunday, and it's going to continue. So yeah, that makes it crazy, but every game is meaningful, and I'm just glad that we have sports on television. So, yeah, I'm I'm still watching the games. I'm watching them all day. I'm into it. Fantasy, actually, pretty much all my teams are doing well. I think my worst team is Tout, and it's like sixth or seventh. So, for now, they're doing well. But I already knew that this year, would, even if I win four leagues out of my six, it doesn't it doesn't really mean much this year. I mean, I'll take the wins and especially if I cash checks, but I'm not judging anyone this year. I mean, we're going to see some really good players who year in, year out are near the top. They might finish last place. They might finish bottom five. I'm not judging them on that. Obviously this was a crazy year. And a lot of those drafts, especially the industry drafts we did in February and March. So, so many things changed. Uh, It's just a unique season. So yeah, for fantasy, it's hectic because the Cardinals and we don't know who's playing where and rotations and cancellations. But as far as watching the games, I'm still into it and, and I, I'm watching baseball all day. Yeah, I don't know, man. I had a, I, I guess I, I just kind of struggled. Maybe I just, uh, maybe I was just trying to do too much today. Maybe that's what it was. You know, I mean, going in there and sitting there watching baseball, you know, all morning for me, uh, you know, I did the pitching coach on, you know, and I watched as, you know, to see how my pitchers did. Uh, throughout the day, and then I flipped it over, and I uh, watched a little uh, a little NASCAR, and then I watched a little basketball, and um, no, I did not go to any golf, but you know, yeah, I was just um, I don't know, Look, I don't know, just, maybe here, I need to less remember, inspired because remember, 
remember what we had to deal with April, May, June, July. Just sure. think about that. Sure. We, you know, if if we're complaining about every little aspect, then we're just getting spoiled. I mean, the fact that we have remember, there are some people I know in other states that can't even play softball. I'm thankful that I'm at least getting uh, a six week season. I know people in California can't play. I mean, we still here in New Jersey, New York can't even eat inside. It's only outdoor seating. So the fact that we have sports on a television all day, yeah, it's not the same and it's different. I mean, these seven inning double headers are, are kind of ridiculous, but that's part of what's going on right now. And uh, I remember those four months without sports uh, at the main sports. Yeah, MMA, NASCAR, golf, I watched it, but I'm I'm not into those sports like that. I, I can't live only on that for four months. So it is different, uh, but at least it's back. At least it's on TV. We can still play DFS. We can still wager on it. So I'm just thankful that it is back. And we all knew, like, this season was going to be crazy and different. And we just have to deal with it. Uh, the best as possible. I mean, the Mets still suck. So what are you going to do? Some things don't change. (laughs) (laughs) You know what it is, I think? I'll tell you what I think it is. You know what? Because I sat there when, when, you know, everything shut down and, you know, tasked with carrying on a a drive-time radio show with no sports going on, keeping listeners, staying, you know, informed about what's going on, around the games and stuff, but basically having absolutely nothing to talk about for, you know, all of that time and doing a two hour show, you know, so the creativity had come and, you know, we did, we did a lot of fun stuff on the show. That was great. And, you know, yeah, we, we had splashed in the football stuff because of the draft and, you know, how serious XM gets all, you know, bonkers about, it's gotta be all about football, uh, or nothing else. And, uh, you know, so I think I think once that happened, and then once everything started back up again, I don't know. I think uh, you know. I, I mean, just uh, I just didn't have that same charge for me. I thought you know, I mean, it would be there. There'd be a little bit more high energy for me to really get sucked into it, and uh, and it didn't. It just seemed like every single thing it was a yet another hurdle to climb, and the questions of of whether or not. You know, we should have even gone back to sports because of, of the way it's going. So, you know, I think maybe that's what it is for me. I'm not saying I'm burnt out. I'm just saying that, you know, there hasn't been... I haven't seen enough smarts about how to handle things. And stuff like Loriano charging the bench, getting goaded into that. Stuff like, um, you know, Plesak being an idiot uh, and doing that. The Marlins doing it. Like, you know, it's just... To me, it's just it's more on a frustration level, I guess. These are grown men, and yeah, but that hap- that that would happen regardless. Yeah. I know that circumstances are different, but we'd have some stupid stuff in sports, no matter what. That'd be we we see it all the time. I mean, how many players get in trouble off the field? Just look at Darius Geist this weekend, right? So that stuff's gonna happen all the time. It's just you can't corral all of these guys. And I'm sure there's probably some players that have done what Plesak did that haven't even gotten caught. So that's part of it. That's sports, man. And that's life. I mean, it happens everywhere. I mean, did we forget what happened with uh, Baker in the offseason and uh, the guy from Seattle? I mean, so this stuff happens all the time. It's just part of it. I mean, we don't want it to go on. And obviously now it's more glaring because we're trying to be as cautious as possible 
to keep it going. Uh, but that's just part of it. So I, I'm just, I, I mean, I don't, I guess the juice for me is the Mets have kind of sucked it out because they suck. I mean, they're seven <laughs> and nine, but it's just like, you. I just know. I mean, like Michael Waka and Rick Porcello, that's what we do, are doing. I mean, Waka's already on the injured list. What a shock. The guy's had shoulder issues throughout his whole career, and now all of a sudden he's hurt again. So that's kind of where I my joy is lost a little bit because uh, I'm already down about the Mets, only 16 games in. I already see that this is not going to be a great year, but that's what fantasy is for. Well, uh, again, I ex- how, how did you expect it to be a good year going in? Well, because anybody's got a chance, you know, in this 60-game sprint. Well, you still had a shitty better. pitching staff. I would have felt better if they had Syndergaard and Stroman. If they had DeGrom, DeGrom Syndergaard, and Stroman, I would have felt they had a chance. Uh, Once yeah, Syndergaard well, went out and Stroman's been out, it's just Matt's doesn't pitch well on the road. Waka's not good. Porcello's going to get beat around. Yeah, moving to the National League might help. But then they had the DH. The kid Peterson's been solid. Um, bullpen's been up and down. I know Diaz pitched better today but still allowed two base runners uh lugo's been good but tansis has been shaky familiar has been garbage lately so uh you know you just hope i thought the lineup was actually pretty good but it's been very consistent they just don't hit with runners in scoring position and you know they got a manager that was thrown in with very little experience at the last second too like we kind of forget that like it seems so long ago that they hired carlos beltran and they had to get rid of him because of everything that happened. So, as usual, but again, it stems from ownership. They need to, to get a new owner in. Because if they had an owner that wants to win, we wouldn't be settling for Rick Porcello and Michael Walker in New York. Yeah, well, hopefully J-Lo and A-Rod come to your rescue and you get to uh, you get to do I that. I don't care who it is. As I, long as I'm... they get the Will Pounds out and get someone in who's going to spend money and put a good product on the field. Well. You good good luck with that. Like my like my great granddaddy always used to say, can wish in one hand and shit in the other, and see which one fills up first. Hey, you get good ownership. This could be a good team, man. You're not allowed to say ownership anymore, Adam. According to who? And according, come at according me. According to the cancel culture. Whatever. F them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are they owners of the team? Yes, that's what they're called. Are we going to change that? Uh, I don't know, man. Change, I don't know. Ownership are we going to change is... everything now? Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh. Um, all right. Only because you brought it up, I want to I wanna touch on the uh, the Darius Geis situation here. Um, because you know what? In the wake of all the Ramon Laureano stuff and the Zach Plesak stuff, I totally forgot what kind of a dipshit Darius Geis is. And so... Washington releases immediately. Listen, I don't. I, he's garbage. He's human garbage. Uh, you know, good for him for turning himself in, right? Mazel tov. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I think it comes down to though: Do we care enough of what's going on in this backfield for the for the Washington football team, or is the offensive line such a piece of crap anyway that it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things? No, you definitely want to have a piece of a backfield for sure. I mean, we did see Peterson have some solid games last year. So I was already pretty high on Antonio Gibson. I took him in the 14th round of the Scott Fishbowl uh, as the RB52. Uh, I, in MFL 10s, he's a wide receiver. I've still been drafting him in those formats when I can. Uh, the hype's probably going to grow a lot. 
Uh, he obviously can run the football. He can catch the football. Maybe he does more as a receiver. Peterson's there. Peyton Barber's there. J.D. McKissick's there. And I think I'm missing – oh, and Bryce Love. So maybe he's the guy to get late in drafts. But, look, uh, I think you – Peterson might be the guy at the beginning of the year. I just don't think he'll be a major factor all year, and he's not going to catch the ball a lot. But – I think you do want to get a piece of the backfield as long as it's not too expensive. Sure. I was pretty high on Gibson also. And yeah, you know, I think you and I have talked about the, the position eligibility and they're, you know, wondering, wondering if there are even going to be leagues that where he does have the dual position eligibility, because uh, if, if that's the case, that's pretty funny. How about this? Only the second time it's ever happened to me, Adam, and all the stupid slow drafts that I've done, like I you were was on the clock, on the <laughs> clock for about 15 minutes when the uh, when the news broke about uh, about Darius Geis. I was uh, I was actually recording one of the hours, the first the second hour of the uh, of the alarm show while it was all going on. And so for the second time ever, it like it helped me out. I was doing that uh, draft with Giants and I was like, oh, look at that. Antonio Gibson still on the board. Thank you so much. I think it was like the like the twelfth round, thirteenth round. Yeah, that's a good spot because I think we're gonna see hype on him. Uh, I haven't seen actually. I'm I'm in a slow draft now. I'm interested to see where he go. Oh wait, but he's wide receiver in that. But yeah, I think we're gonna see hype on him and people are gonna get excited and he'll probably wind up going too high at a certain point. Uh, but he was a nice value uh, for when we got him, so I, I was pretty pleased to get him. Uh, in the Scott Fishbowl again. Oh, 15th uh, the... round. 15th round, dude. 15th. And he's a RB in no, that he's format? A, he's a wide receiver in this format. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not as appealing, but still. I mean, even even if he's not like the, the main back, I mean, you got to think they split him out wide a little bit too. I mean, he has the ability to do both, so maybe he's in the backfield sometimes and – Maybe they line him up in the slot, and they'll find a way to get him the ball. So either way, especially at that point, round 15, absolutely no doubt about it. I I would have probably taken him, I mean, 13th, 14th around myself. That's where I have been taking him, even as a wide receiver. Uh, but at the same time, you're always trying to time it like, okay, when can I take him? Uh, maybe no one notices. <laughs> no one else likes him. Uh, but now that's not going to be the case anymore. People are going to talk about him a lot, and we know how that goes. A lot of hype, a lot of hype, keep going high, and then it gets to a point where, okay, I'm priced out. It's too expensive now. Yeah, me up, me up, me up. This was the uh, this was the league that the funny thing is is I wish he was a running back because this is the league where um, I went Dalvin Cook first, and then you know it was just all this wide receiver value falling into my lap that I was like I gotta. I got to stick with this. And so, you know, my running back core isn't as strong as what I usually have. So I'm kind of hoping that they, uh, that maybe they give them, land them this dual position, this dual eligibility. Cause I mean, my top three wide receivers already are Hopkins, Calvin Ridley and Allen Robinson. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. But <laughs> we all know, we all know how the season goes and especially this year with everything going on, uh, things quickly change and, uh, it always looks good after the draft, and things tend to happen where we're like, oh, okay, didn't expect that. And especially with COVID-19, it could be a, a crazy year in the NFL. I, I hope not. I hope we can be as close to normal as possible, but it is 2020, and uh, I don't think that word exists. 
I don't think that word exists either. I'll tell you what, you know what? How about this? I think you and I have actually kind of touched on this. Stacking in uh in on on teams, right? For seasonal. Like how could you could you imagine if you were stacking Cardinals? If you if you stacked Indians and, and then Plesak does this nonsense? Dude, if that's a, if that's an argument to like not you know not invest heavily into one team, um, I think that's what we're looking at. Yeah, I mean, I see both sides of it. I mean, it's kind of playing. I don't like to play scared, and you kind of are by doing that. At the same time, uh, if it does affect uh, the team, are you playing then it, scared? Or are you trying to plan for something catastrophic happening? There's a difference between well, them. it's the same. It's it's similar to oh well, yeah, you know, this guy can get hurt. I'm not going to take him. It, it's kind of similar. I mean, you don't know who's going to get it. I mean, so far we've only seen two teams affected, right? Everyone else has been fine. Right. So it's just bad luck if you, you know, had the first. No one's stacking the Marlins, so I don't think that was an issue. And I, I don't know if I don't think anyone was stacking the Cardinals either. Uh, I mean, no, I don't but know. I mean, if you had if you had Jack Flaherty and you had Goldschmidt and you uh, and Paul DeYoung was your shortstop, like all of a sudden that's just bad luck, though. That matters. It's bad luck, though. So you're gonna just make sure that you don't have multiple players of anyone on the team. No, I'm just saying if that's a if that's like, the tiebreaker, okay. if that's the tiebreaker well, in the talent pool, if you're sitting there here, and you're and you've got players from one team and you're like sitting there and you're like, okay, I've got these two guys. Who are of equal value? Um, I've got two other players, or one other player from you know this guy's same team, and I'm thinking about somebody later on in the draft possibly. I'm going to take this other guy. Would you do it if you're playing for an overall championship, where usually a quarterback wide receiver stack is going to work if they both pop? I mean, if you're going to pair it up, that's that's about that's about it. But then you have to leave the team alone. Like you can't sit there and just go back to that well. If you're gonna do Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, uh, guess what? Don't don't be drafting Hayden Hurst or Calvin Ridley. Todd Gurley, don't do that either. Yeah, I I don't know. I see both sides to it, you know, because you you are kind of playing a little cautious by doing that. You just I mean you're you're just saying I've I've seen I've seen COVID rip through two baseball teams already, and now we're going to have to see if Plesag did anything to the Indians. I mean, is is that the kind of nonsense you want to go through with football? Is that is that I mean, is that playing scared? Or is that just being is that just being smart? Saying you know what? Listen, I'm not going to kill myself on value here, but I have to make sure that that's you know something that plays into you know my mindset as I'm picking players. Yeah, but you could still lose multiple players even if you don't have them on the same team. Sure you could. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you've increased your chances of screwing over your fantasy team if you have players from the same team. I mean, the same thing could happen to you, players on on different teams, but you're increasing the odds of it happening to you by having them all on the same team. Yeah, I mean, it might only be two, three weeks, so it also depends on when it occurs, too. Yeah. Early sneak in out. the year, you... sneak out before your right before your bye week, man. Sneak out yeah, that exactly. the weekend before. If, if your bye is in caught, week nine, make sure it's around your bye week. <laughs> if your bye is in week nine, hit the titty bars in week eight. All right, you'll be okay then. 
then you're not costing me my fantasy championship. Yeah, look, it's a different dynamic. It's another thing that we have to take into account into drafting is if we didn't have enough. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, I think people will have the mindset like you. Uh, I, I'm a little bit more aggressive. I like to, to risk it a little bit more. So if I feel like, hey, I have the I love this offense and I have a third guy from the offense in round 10, I might take the shot. And obviously, if it doesn't work out and they do get COVID, it's on me. And I understand that. And I knew that when I made the, the draft pick. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. Listen, if you want to listen, you want to play the Bruce Arians to my Bill Belichick. I'm totally fine with that. No problem at all. Oh, before I even let you respond to that one, how about me just paying a few bills here real quick? <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> Big thank you, no Monkey Knife Fight. Always appreciate that, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how about that? Your, uh, your Bruce Arians, risk it for the biscuit. My Bill Belichick, which just wins titles, Adam. Just wins titles. Nah, right, check be the resume. I've won a lot of prepared. titles. Be prepared. Yeah, but you also can't play scared. I'm not playing scared. If I was playing, yeah, you are. if I was scared, then I wouldn't be playing it at all, or putting money on it. I'm just being uh, smart with my investment. It's being cautious, but you know, sometimes, well, again, it depends on league context. I mean, some leagues, you if you play cautious, you put yourself at a in a position where you might not win as much. If you're playing with uh, great competition and you're shooting for a big prize, you have to take chances i completely agree with you if you're going for some sort of big prize the big overall yes you do have to take some chances you do the i think the majority of our listeners though are not in those contests i think the majority well they need to get in it now (laughs) damn it bob from accounting want our listeners to win that six-figure prize come on let's go step that shit up damn it I did see, though, uh, one high-stakes player said he's really going to dial down his uh, – and this was a couple weeks ago, and I was like, hmm. He said he was really going to dial back his entries because of what's going on this year. So uh, I could see a lot of people being that way, too, uh, because you already have to deal with injuries. There's already some other element of luck, and now you have to deal with uh, potentially someone acting irresponsible off the field and 
spreading COVID-19. So, yeah, I mean, I could see people maybe dialing it back a little bit this year. Oh, are they playing it's, scared? Are they scared? Why would you say that they're scared? No, but they're not putting their money in. So that's different. Right, because they're scared. It's not because they're scared. They're just they understand that there's a, a lot more risk to it this year. Which is why I say you don't always have to. Yeah, but that's for someone. That's someone. That's someone who's putting in two, three hundred entries. Yes, that is somebody who has more money than me. I'm not going to deny that. It doesn't matter though. Uh, high stakes for them uh, could mean different from high stakes for me. Exactly, it's different for everyone. But I'm saying that's a person who has made a lot of profit and done well over uh, a, a lot of teams. And they're saying, you know what? Uh, it's it's probably not going to be worth it this year because there's so much unknown. That's why. Right. So, then, I mean, you're proving my point that I'm making, but you keep calling it playing scared, though. No, if you're going to enter and put your money on the line, I don't think you can change the way you draft drastically. You know, to... You you kind of a lot of the teams I see they have that quarterback wide receiver tandem and they might have two receivers because mm-hmm. if that that team hits like if you get Mahomes from a couple years ago with Tyreek Hill and Kelsey you're winning the money man yeah. you're winning the money so it, under your guidelines you're not doing that this year so that could prevent you from winning I'm not I'm not doing I'm that I'm not doing that in 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 my regular leagues in my in my leagues in my leagues where I have like Things like the Raz Bowl or something like that, where there's an overall, yeah, that then I'll take those chances and then I'll I'll be fine with that. But in my regular home leagues, which have you know decent money riding on them, uh, I I have no desire to sit there and and you know put on the extra risk on top of that. It's not being scared; it's just treating your your investment a little differently. So you won't take two players from the same team at all. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I wouldn't. I I could do a wide receiver t- quarterback combo, but then I'm not touching anybody else on that team. So, like I said, if I've got Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, then you can count me out on Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, uh, Todd Gurley, Ito Smith, Brian Hill. Would you take if you had two Falcons? Would you take two players from another team? Um, I mean, maybe one other quarterback wide receiver combo, like my backups. I've done stuff like that. Nick Foles and Anthony Miller, like something like that. Well, Foles is not starting for you. If he is, your team is garbage. I'm saying if he's going to be starting for me is <laughs> in like a bye week on a super flex. Right. But I'm saying, would you not a backup? Would you take? maybe a running back and receiver on the same team if you had a quarterback receiver tandem or is that too much because now you have four players on two teams yeah i probably would avoid that if i if i could okay yeah yeah i would avoid that if i could i mean again if i'm playing for an overall and i've got patrick mahomes and tyreek hill you know, then if I've got the opportunity to grab, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> you, you probably couldn't. You know, that's the funny thing. You can't grab Chiefs. You can't stack Chiefs on your team. It's very, very you difficult. Can. It's yeah, very you difficult. Can. It's very difficult. You can do it. You're going to you take Tyreek Hill late first, Kelsey early second, Mahomes in the third. 
Would he fall there? Would he fall there? Ooh, possibly. It depends. Third, where you're getting Tyreek Hill and Edwards Hilaire. Or Kelsey. Well, you can, you can definitely get Tyreek and Kelsey, for sure. You can get Tyreek at 11 or 12 and then come back with Kelsey, for sure. Isn't it ridiculous nah, that you it, can't get Edwards Hilaire if, you, if you're picking past eighth? Pro, well, it depends on the league. But then again, I, I don't know if we discussed it on here. In one of the FFPC drafts last week, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went one overall. That's just stupid. It is. Now, if he's what Kareem Hunt was a couple of years ago, maybe it's not stupid, but I don't see how you could take him over uh, McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley right now. No. Oh, please. I had somebody who asked me about taking him uh, like third overall. I was like, what, what, what's wrong with you? Really? Over Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara or Zeke Elliott? You're going to take Edward Tolaire? Come on. Well, we know how the hype builds, and it's the Chiefs' offense. And for now, the backfield is mostly his. Look, if they sign Devonta Freeman, that ain't going to do nothing for me. Be like, all right, he's still a first-rounder. Who, Edward Tolaire? Yeah. I don't know about that. You don't think he's a first-round pick? In fantasy? No. Yeah. Oh, I do. Oh. No doubt about it. But there's no guarantee, dude. I mean, the, the dude. Okay, we've seen Andy Reid rotate backs in. Now, yes, does he like having one go-to guy? Yes, he does. But we have seen him rotate backs in. You're talking about a kid who hasn't practiced at all with the team, who is going in. You know, they've got DeAndre Washington. They've got Darwin Thompson. They've got Darrell Williams. All right, so they've got three guys right there, two of whom already know the system and, and everything there. So with the delay from from you know training camp and the possibility of just being rotated in, you think Edwards Hilaire is a first round pick? Definitely. I mean, did you hear Andy Reid compare him to Brian Westbrook? Andy Reid never does that. He never blows players up. He compared him to Brian Westbrook, and they Mahomes wanted him and they drafted him in the first round. And the pathway is clear for him now. He doesn't even he doesn't need 250, 260 carries, man. He can do what Alvin Kamara did. Do you know how good this offense is? Damian Williams, first of all, was nothing, bro. Damian Williams did nothing in his NFL career uh-huh. until he came to the Chiefs, right? Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. it's the system, right? It is. So now you plug in Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who was in a great system at LSU and was dynamic. And now he's in that backfield. He doesn't even need 250 carries. He can get it done with 180 to 200 like Alvin Kamara has done in the past and get it mostly done in the passing game. Plain and simple right here. Plain and simple. I'll bet you your ponytail that Edward Solaire does not return first-round value. It doesn't. He doesn't have to return first-round value. He does if, if you're taking him in the, the first, first round, round, dude. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't, bro. He does not. He just doesn't need to be a bust. If he returns second or third-round value, that doesn't kill you. Where it kills you in the first round – is if the guy is crap or misses most of the season. I had David Johnson last. Okay, Razbol, right? David Johnson was my first-round pick. He wasn't good, right? Was he a bust for a first-round pick? Yeah. I was top five overall. The first-round pick doesn't define your season. And people I'm not saying I'm not saying argument. it defines I'm not saying it's defining your season. I'm not telling you I'm not saying anything about the what happens with your team the rest of the way. I'm saying that to return first round value, that's what I want. I want out of my first round pick. That's my desire. And you're saying that Edwards Alaire is a first round pick. I'm saying he's not going to return first round value. 
Uh, I think he will come close to it, and I would take him in the first round. You bet your ponytail? I don't. Why do I need to make a bet? What are you betting if you lose? What do you want? I, I don't want nothing. I don't. You I don't need nothing. to make a bet. You don't, you don't, I don't want need bet? to make the bet. You don't want. Why My, don't you want to make a bet, dude? I because I, I don't want to bet on it. I my rankings are there, so I put my. I know what your out. rankings are saying, right. dude. So then that's all I need because what I put out there for the people who subscribe to Fantasy Alarm is what I do. That's all I need to do. And then when you see me draft, you'll see if I do the same. And I've always been this way. I'm transparent. If I say something on the radio in writing, I do it. And anyone who has followed me for a long time, they know. All Just right, like so, so I obviously Sanders, so I've right? obviously I've, hit a nerve with betting the ponytail here. I don't okay. want to bet on this. My <laughs> rankings are there. What else do I need to prove? You don't have to prove anything, man. I just want to have a little fun with it. So sensitive. I'm not being sensitive. I just don't want to bet on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. You're all sensitive about it. I said the ponytail. I'm being sensitive about think, it. Oh, you totally are. You totally are. We'll have have an independent third party. Uh, listen back to this podcast and tell me if you you didn't get a little sensitive on that. Once I said bet the ponytail. No, I don't want to bet, period. You could have said bet $10, but I don't want to bet on it. I mean, my rankings speak for themselves. One of these days, I'm going to get you to bet that ponytail of yours, Adam. Now, I might cut it off anyway at some point soon. What? Oh, soon? Yeah. What? Will you do it on a live stream for everybody? No. Who's going to cut it for me on the live stream? I don't. I don't know. Why don't you bring somebody in? Can't COVID nineteen. <laughs> you can. <laughs> don't you? Don't you have girls over at your place? That's different. They're not here to cut my hair. Can't one of them cut hair? Why don't you data data beautician? I'm not seeking. What am I supposed to do? Filter uh, the the search bar for beauticians? I don't even know. Hashtag supercuts. Yeah. Right. Ugh. <laughs> Oh man! Ask, ask, ask the next time the next girl that walks through your front door. Ask you just be like, "Hey, listen, I'm just curious. Is you do hair? If she says yes, then we've got a candidate." Yeah, I have not. I don't think I my date. No, I haven't dated anyone that's done hair. I've had girls work on my hair. I've had girls braid my hair, wash it, and all that stuff. But they're not professionals. I mean, I did. This girl did say she's like, "Oh, I don't want to cut your hair. What if I mess it up?" So. <laughs> you cutting that ponytail will be a very that'll be a momentous thing in this industry momentous Why? that's like because it's like your trademark yeah i know but at some point it's just uh it's like it's it's, <laughs> like it's, the, it's it, your ponytail is to you is what like you know being old is to scott engel and some other things, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does have its own account, so. It does that? Really? Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, Adam Ronis' ponytail. I don't know who created it, but someone did uh, did do that. On Twitter? Yeah. Adam Ronis ponytail? Let me see. I'll see what's uh, yeah. Ronus's ponytail is at Ronus ponytail. Oh, yeah, is at the Ronis account. Ponytail. I have no idea who it is. Um, oh my god, know. they did tweet on August. I was gonna say, what is the last time it tweeted? August third. That's recently. Jeez. Wow. Why don't we? Um... <laughs> who is this person? 
I have no idea. Oh well, they don't. They t tweet sporadically. I see. Look at though. that shot. Look at that side. That side shot. Look at that profile picture. Zooming in on your uh, <laughs> with the dapper Dan pomade as the uh, as the as the the photo, the cover photo. Well, that's hysterical, dude. That's yeah, did you see what it says in the bio? The real fantasy sports expert and the source of Adaronis's fantasy power. <laughs> they joined in October of 2014. This account's been running for six years, bro. And only 282 followers, man. Your ponytail's not getting the respect it deserves. Nah, as long as I have the followers, I don't care about the ponytail. Come to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All my right. goodness. I lost Rafael Montero in labor by one freaking dollar. Oh. Someone bid 15. I went 14. I got Rowan Wick, though, for eight. Are those out right now? Jeez. Yeah, and I got Pablo Lopez. Damn it, man. I really want a Montero because I have Britain and – who is the other clothes I have? Britain and uh, – I can't even remember. But Britain's going to lose his job soon. And uh, – oh, Jairo Diaz, who I picked up last week because I drafted Asuna, and he's done. So, all right. It's not – at least I got someone. So now I need – wow, Trevor Rosenthal for $32? Jeez. But hey, it's closers. I understand. If you really need a closer, you got to spend. Yeah, one Damn. save though. One save. Who? Who? Didn't Rosenthal? He had a four-out save the other day. I think he has. I thought he has two. He he didn't pit. He pitched two days in a row, so he didn't get the save on Sunday oh. when they had the save opportunity. I think he's the guy though. He's pitched well. The strikeout to walk ratio is good, so I think he's the guy. Ah, oh, damn balls! I didn't get Rowan Wick and FSGA. Who got Rowan Wick? Oh, RT Sport. Tim Jensen. Tim Jensen, if you listen, you son of a bitch. You stupid son of a oh. bitch. Wow. So Montero went for 15, and me and someone else went 14. Ah, the old kick to the groin there. Damn, no one bid on Pablo Lopez except me? Damn it. I hate when that happens. <laughs> right? That's the worst. Like, oh, I could add him for a dollar. Instead, I went six. Man, I got 64 bucks left. That's not bad for the rest of the year. Someone has zero. Oh, my God. Craig Mish has zero left? There's no dollar bids in labor, right? No, there are no. There no, no. I mean, you, it, it has to be a dollar. No zero oh. bids. Wow. He he spent all his money last week. Does, does he know the rules? I guess not. Wow. And he's in fourth place, too. Uh -oh. He said, ah, whatever. <laughs> he probably thought the season was going to get Yeah, right? I mean, he covers the Marlins. Marlins. He's like, they're He's all like, dead. Ah, there's going to be no season anyway. Let me empty the <laughs> clip here. <laughs> they're all dead. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. <laughs> you and death. Like, you just, like, death is, like, nothing to you. Like, yeah, whatever. Everyone's going to die. I'm going to die. F it. Right? Why? That's the way it goes. We don't need to get into it all over again. But you know what? Everybody's beliefs is what they got. That's actually going to do it for us here today on the show. <laughs> hey, unbelievable here. Unbelievable. Thanks so much for everybody for listening. Thanks to Monkey Knife Fight for sponsoring. Thanks for Fantasy Alarm for helping make this happen. Uh, thanks to the Sawdust Podcast Network for giving us a home. Thanks, Adam Ronis, for just being so special, the guy you are, and that ponytail of yours, which is just oh so handsome. But I will get that from you one day, sir. I will. Yeah, look, it's probably going to happen sooner or later 
This has to be, it has to be live streamed. I will make a campaign. I will talk about it every day on the radio, on the live streams, everything that it has to be done in public. You cannot just sneakily come back and show up for a live stream one day with no ponytail. Nah, I'm just going to show up one day. That's how it's going to go. There's no need to, no one wants to see that. Everybody wants to see it, Adam. You are a cult icon. Everybody's going to need to see. I'll put up a poll right now. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put up a poll on Twitter right now. Yeah, Ed, uh, yeah, it's a good time. So many people are going to be seeing this. Okay, I'll do it tomorrow morning then. I'll do it first thing, <laughs> first right. thing Monday morning. First thing Monday morning, everybody get your, get your vote. It's in. Uh, Adam Ronis, when he cuts his ponytail, should it be uh, sneakily done in a back room or right on a live stream so that everybody can witness the deliciousness? There you go. That's how I'm going to word it. On that note, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Anti Up. We'll catch you next time.